You are now listening to Asking for a Friend with Talk Doc, sharing insights through real, honest, and practical ways to improve your communication and relationships. Featuring your hosts, Dr. Pamela Kreiser, Meredith Edwards Nagel, and Taylor Polindo. How was everyone's Valentine's Day? <laughs> Did you get what you wanted? My expectations were through the roof. I was completely disappointed. <laughs> My I've gone. I treated. Awesome. My, I went out and I treated myself. <laughs> you dated yourself. I like that. Wow. So that's what we my learned. Date was okay. for. He showed up. That I just hilarious. want to start out by saying, I can't wait to fight you guys. Well, here's. So you noticed the pairing, right? We did Valentine's Day, and then now we're going to do conflict styles. Yeah. yeah well, you see where I've we're going learned, with that. What I've learned about this season of my life is that. I want to fight with a child. Because <laughs> you have a, how old is your child now? Nine, Nine months? months? Nine months old and no. sometimes disagrees about bedtime. You know what? And I've had it. <laughs> That's it. Time to move out. Is that a mojito? That looks good. I want one. I wish it was a michelada. Uh, <laughs> no, just a very light, low alcohol quantity mm. beer. What about you, Tay? I'm drinking water. <laughs> no, I meant your life. <laughs> like, I'm so disappointed. Um, how's my life? My life? Shh, dude, we're in the thick of it today. Kids throwing yeah. up, kids, doctor's appointments, music class. I did the, yeah, I don't know. We're in it. But yeah, I'm you here. guys are in it. I got my first taste of me being sick and still having to be a parent. Not a fan. Oh, yeah. You know what's the worst though is when they give you the throwing up thing. Oh no! Oh yeah! I will. That's I will brutal. Kick her out. That's no, so that's rude. just because you're trying to take care of them, but you have your own personal big problem. Yeah. Mine did me in many times. Oh god! You didn't kick him out? Um, no, still working on that. <laughs> <laughs> nah, they're pretty much out. Oh man. Let's have some, some disagreement tonight. We want to set this up and say that this is about conflict styles. And when we're talking about conflict styles, we want to kind of understand where we all fall. So you can take tests and find out what your conflict style is. You can hear us talk about what the chart profile would look like. But either way, what we're talking about is your tendency when you're in a situation that we would call a conflict and you perceive incompatible goals. So you're perceiving something just is not going to work out here. And so the question is, what's your immediate tendency? When we're talking about the five styles, we have the two axes that it's on, the degree to which you are assertive and the degree to which you are cooperative. Mm -hmm. So the first style is competitive, and that would be one that I perhaps engage in. And this is where you're high in assertiveness, but low in cooperativeness, so uncooperative. So we would say you're maybe trying to win. We would say you might, might try to win versus they're losing. You have a high concern for self and a low concern for others. Now, I know I'm not painting a pretty picture here, but we're going to get to it. The next style that you might associate with is collaboration. So that's where you're high in assertiveness and high in cooperativeness. And so you might say this is where we're trying to find a mutually satisfying solution or we're trying to make it a win-win situation. It takes a lot of effort, right? Your girl right here. Okay. Okay. <laughs> we're going to get to that. A lot of people think they're the winner when they're collaborative, but I have thoughts about that. 
So <laughs> don't get too excited, Meredith. I don't know if you're the winner. <laughs> oh, it's not an excitement about being <laughs> over here. It's just like a... <laughs> yeah. The next one is, is a compromise. You can think about that as sort of half of each. So I'm somewhat concerned for myself, somewhat concerned for the other. I'm halfway assertive and halfway cooperative. A lot of times we talk about that one as splitting the difference or making it work, figuring out an agreement, right? And so we see intermediate qualities of both. Mm. Now, if we go to the other side of the chart, we might think about what if you're really cooperative, but not very assertive, and we would end up being accommodating. Now, often when I teach this in class, my accommodators groan because they know who they are. So you know, probably if you're an accommodator and this is where you're unassertive, but cooperative and you prioritize the other person's concerns over your own. So you're more other centered and less self-centered. And then the last one is avoidance where you're low in both. So you're low, you don't cooperate very much and you're not very assertive. So we would call you avoidant. Something out of the avoidant mouth might be, well, let's leave well enough alone or it's unimportant or you know, we don't need to get into these things. And so it's just not having the energy to really engage in that conflict. That's the setup. So what do we got? <laughs> I think we should analyze Taylor first. I, I want to, I want to. Oh, I feel like I'm the problem student. When I looked at Meredith's scores and I looked at mine, I'm like, of fucking course, that was me. Look how nice she is. No, <laughs> somehow I'm being nice. <laughs> Like she, look, Dr. Caitlin said in the beginning, I think I'm winning and I'm not. Well, you're winning some you know, things. we're going to, yeah, right. it's, we're going to break it down. So what we did is we looked at all those things and identified what we're high in and what we're low in. This is something for you to think about. Are you high in competing or collaborating or compromising or accommodating or avoiding? And what are you low in? Because that's sort of that first tendency when you get into a situation where you say, Ooh, we have different ideas about this. Incompatible yeah. goals. Okay. So from our own test, what would be considered high number and what would, what's the average? Yeah. If you took the Kilman Thomas instrument, which is the one that's most famous out there, you would get a score out of 12. That would be your maximum and zero would be your minimum. When you get that score, you know, if you're high. So a middle score would be something like five, six or seven, maybe. Okay. okay. But a higher score would be like so nine. Bad. Right. I'm actually not feeling Ten. so bad now. Okay. Well, because you like to ride, you like to ride that middle line. Well, because I don't know if you learned this this week, but you want <laughs> Damn, to be. Is that a burn? It know, sounds I, like a setup for a burn. I don't know. I know. You want to actually use all of these. Yes. And you want correct. to be a balanced person. You would have a six, then I think middle in all of the equal. What are they? So the you're trying to area. set yourself up as the winner. <laughs> no, definitely yeah. not. But. I'm not as much of a loser as I thought I was. <laughs> no, okay. So you obviously have conflicts with different types of people. So mm -hmm. I took yes. the test initially, right? I'm such a cheater. Yeah. I took the test and I was looking at it and I'm like, huh, I don't know. That is that really Oh my me? gosh. So no. then oh my I retook gosh. it. You retook the test? You oh, gave girl. us the retake scores? No, Rude. I gave you the original, but I retook okay. it as if oh, I was for fighting gosh, with my partner. Taylor. And then I retook it as if I was fighting with a friend. And then I retook it as if I was fighting with a family member. Whoa. And let me tell you, these scores are drastically different. Okay. Oh, that's a good, that's go a good observation, though. That's a good, no, a good observation. I, okay. But we can go off the first one that I did, which is probably the balanced, more normal one. Right. Because in, 
remember, we're doing two episodes on this. So in the next episode, we're going to talk about that. I love that. Okay. Okay. And I highly suggest it because it highlighted some very interesting things for myself to learn where there's some room for growth in my relationships. The highest I'm actually is compromising. Okay. Which I, so that was surprising to me. Surprising, surprising to me, to me too. <laughs> right? yeah. Perhaps yeah, shocking. Perhaps I might get like very low on that later, but compromising in real life. Highest. Yeah. And then competing is my next highest, which no surprise there. And mm -hmm. then collaborating and avoiding I'm equal and I'm right in the middle on those. So mm -hmm. using those at a healthy balance, right? Maybe. <laughs> and then I'm pretty low on accommodating. So, Oh, there it is. Pretty low, pretty low. I got like there a three. There it is. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. All right. So what I asked myself with these, with my high in competing, I was looking at your notes and I do think that I don't know how to communicate my goals maybe clearly. That was something okay. kind of highlighted to myself. And okay. I might be underestimating other people's desires. Mm. Okay. Wow. With my compromise, it's very true. I have to have resolution. Ah. So with that, sometimes you don't know when to like say enough is enough. Yeah. Get to, well, are we good on this? I need something definitive at the end. Right. Because think about it. Co true collaboration when we're both collaborating requires a lot of effort. So then the opposite side of that is not letting it go, Taylor. And then in my low in, low in accommodation, <laughs> in the notes, it says, if you're low in accommodation, you might have trouble admitting you're wrong. Oh, <laughs> man. Ooh. That's me. That's me, 280. Sorry, fam. So I want to give a shout out on those notes that I gave you. They're from Dr. Sharon Downey. Okay. And Dr. Downey is a colleague of mine who has a lot of great documents out there. So just want to give her a shout out for some of these observations. They're pretty great. Yeah, I learned a lot. So that's very interesting, Taylor. Okay. Probably not surprising, though. No. <laughs> Enjoyable, actually. <laughs> Merida. Let's turn to I, you Meredith. know. I just feel like what I'm feeling right now is a poem by Mr. Rogers. And I just want you to know, I like you as you are, exactly and precisely. I think you're very nicely. I like you as you are. Wow. Incredible. It's something like that. I don't want to misquote Beautiful. it, but good pull. That was lovely. I, was... I just said that to warm up uh, the failure that I am when I reveal. Um... <laughs> so you're using Mr. Rogers as, an, as a preview. Fascinating. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, I, my highest, uh, is collaborating okay. that I go pretty even in the middle on compromising and avoiding, uh, then accommodating is right below that. And then my lowest, which I actually kind of was surprised was competing and it was pretty low. The collaborating, I wasn't surprised that that was quite high for me. Uh, the thing that I found interesting when it's best used, what the consequences if you overuse it. The one that struck me was that you spread yourself too thin and you feel overloaded. Oh. And I was like, oh. Then you damn. had a baby. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I think that it, that got me. What I did appreciate about it, though, and I was like, oh, this is true of me and I'm all right with it, 
is it's it says to finding integrative solutions um, that's best used uh, when both there's concerns on both sides that are really too important to compromise. And I'm like, no, I I've been there and that's why I long to collaborate rather than just compromise. Mm-hmm. I remember, and I can't remember who the teacher was. It was in college. Tay, I don't know if you took the class. Oh, you me. went to college? Uh, <laughs> just once. Uh, no, twice. <laughs> Three times. yeah, twice. I did go twice. That's um, true. but I know that a professor talked about, she said, if you compromise something, I'm not going to misquote her, but something like if you compromise too much in relationship, she was like, your relationship will end at the end of the semester. And I was like, I was like, damn, why? And she, it was basically like, if you compromise too much, then you, both people don't always get what they want. And that (laughs) stuck with me a lot. And I'd rather either fully sacrifice and let someone have what they want if it's not taking from my soul or my greatest goals and values, or I'd rather win because it's so important to me and mm-hmm. have that exchange in relationship. So anyway, uh, that was the highest one for collaborating. Okay. So my lowest is competing, mm-hmm. which we would just like to highlight very opposite of Taylor in this, uh, and opposite of me. this example. Uh, yeah. Uh, which I again, I mean, you guys, you you tell me your obser- observation of me, but I was a little surprised at that. Maybe I wasn't thinking of like my brother and sister when I was taking this because I, I would have <laughs> been a little higher. <laughs> Are we thinking of like competitive? I want to win. Obviously, you're very mm-hmm. competitive. Or be right. I, yeah, I think I'm competitive with like games. Yeah, I feel like you're very humble and very like you go ahead and you're unassuming in conversation and. Yeah, I'm not really into like the whole defending myself as strongly. So maybe that is a, a good, maybe that's true. Okay, so my competing was rather low. And I was reading through what are the consequences if you underuse this, if you're not, if you're not right, balanced if it's low. In, in, in using this, if it's low. And it was, it was like a lack of a certain assertiveness. And then it says to, it decreases your ability to influence others. And I was like, is that, a, that's a bad quality as a parent. Not, <laughs> not sure I like that. Well, um, so hold on. So let's clarify that though for a second. For so me. none of this defines you. Okay. Thank you. Appreciate that. <laughs> what we would say about these instruments, and they've been around for a long time. The original was Blake and Mouton a long time ago. It's morphed into the Kilman Thomas. Then it morphed into Rahim. All these different researchers have talked about the same thing. So we're just talking about it generically across all those instruments. Basically, they would all say, these are the choices that you have in terms of styles, and you can choose whatever behavior you want. When it's time to go to talk to the high school teacher, you might be advocating for your daughter. Oh, yeah. I said, Mama Bear's not going to play. I already know. (laughs) Right. So, but I'm saying, so the point is none of this defines you, but it's what's your natural tendency is what we're talking about in this episode. Uh What's your natural tendency? But knowing you can do any of the five when you want to. Yeah. You can choose to let something go, even if you don't normally let things go. Yeah. I I think that the thing that was hard for me on this one that called me out a little, though, which I want more balance on this conflicting style, is that the indecisiveness creates confusion. Mm. And I have felt that when I've been in conflict in my life, whether it was to date this person or not, to take this job, to apply for this job or not, to enter into a conflict with somebody about something or not, or just Mm -hmm. processing conflict 
whether it's family stuff or whatever in my mind. And then I get like warped in it and it confuses me and, and mm-hmm. that I want a little more balance on. So I'm learning, mm-hmm. I'm wanting to learn more about this conflict mm-hmm. style. What episode is that when we talk about clarity is kindness? Because even in like communication, sometimes you send mixed signals in your indecisiveness or. Yeah. I I think a few episodes beating around the bush is one of them. So mine, normally I get competing as the highest or tied for the highest. I did not get that, but I still think that is my tendency. Okay. The three top for me, competing, collaborating and compromising. The thing that I would observe though, is do you remember when we talked about emotions and we talked about activation versus non-activation? Yeah. We could think of the same thing in conflict styles, talking about labeling the emotions in that episode. And we said, are you activated? Does it rile you up or does it calm you down? Right. Mm -hmm. And understanding kind of what are the spheres for that. This chart can kind of be thought about the same way. So my top three, all are mid to high in assertiveness, meaning they require a lot of energy compromising competition collaboration all high and then the question is am i cooperative or not it varies along those styles but i'm always choosing a more assertive side of the chart not surprising versus yeah (laughs) versus my low score my lowest very low is avoiding and medium is accommodating thing i observe about myself is i'm high energy it's like well are we going to work together or is it going to be me or you because me is competing and you is accommodating, accommodating. so it's, okay. or compromising. I might That's choose right. that because it's a little bit more assertive. So I want to get into it. That doesn't yeah, mean everyone I else around that. me wants to get into it. <laughs> so my observation of that would be that, and what I love about you in this way is you're, and if it's okay to say, I mean, you could cut it or you can enter it into <laughs> I the can, podcast. I might cut it right decision. off. You're like, I'm all in. Are you going to be all in or not? Because then I can decide how I'm going to have to deal with you. <laughs> And I appreciate that's not that. a bad thing. It's like the person on the other side of that could take, whoa, holy shit, this person is like there for me. And either it's too much, I can't do that, so I'm out. And then you're like, fine. <laughs> or they're like, no, I need to step into this. You know, like this yeah. is worth it. You know, And, and certainly then- the reactions of others is going to affect all of us for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So the biggest thing for us all to keep in mind is... A lot of times you think, oh, if I, if I score or I act a lot in one style, that makes me that thing. Mm-hmm. What a lot of the creators of these instruments have said is actually, if you're mid on a number of these things, you're probably pretty successful because you can do the them, killer. you can engage in them when you want. So in a yeah. way, it's better to not have a super high or low score. It's yes. better to have middle scores because it means, you know, when it's time to compromise, I can. When it's time to accommodate, I can. The one thing about my profile that I would say we would all want to think about is, is there a style that you really dislike? Because if you dislike it or it's very low, then you don't have the same flexibility because you probably won't choose it even when it might be a good idea. That's a really good point. Cause the first thing I heard you say was if you don't like it. And I was like, yeah, there's, I, I don't like avoidance. Like why is mine so high? And then you follow that though with, which I hope people slow down, rewind and listen to is that well, then you're not using it when it's good to use it. And this isn't about win or lose. Like these are better than the others. There is a time and a place for each of these conflict styles. I think so. And if you think about my profile where I'm collaboration, competing, compromising, right? All pretty activated points of view or style tendencies. So it's going to be more work for me to let it go. 
And I don't know if that means interpersonally or even ruminating. Oh, I'm ruminating on that for sure. Do I let it go or do I just replay, replay, replay? Right. So I think each one of these stuff can be mm -hmm. used in a good way, but are we using it in the good way or are we relying on it in a way that can be unhealthy for us? I think people pleasers might be like super high and accommodating and that may not be a great thing for them always where I could definitely learn to use accommodating much more because you don't accommodate <laughs> apparently geez. but like yeah none of them are bad and I initially like you Meredith thought avoiding like oh yeah that's not a great one but honestly I think it is a really helpful tool with, with certain situations one of the situations I think is mentioned like if it doesn't matter that much to you then mm -hmm. we don't really need to bring it up or that kind of I think goes together with when we talk about what stirs you up. Is that where you're talking about activating, mm -hmm. you know, needing boundaries. Mm -hmm. If it's bothering you a lot, then you need to address it. And if not, then oh, maybe just avoid it. Maybe it's not that big a deal. Right. Or maybe, or maybe, you know, that person that you're in conflict with, you need to avoid that. Yeah. Okay. So I got a question for you guys. If all things are equal, which they aren't, but let's say all things are equal and you got to pick the response, the style response that you would most com be comfortable with, which one would be, regardless of your scores, you can look at your scores, but what would be the one where you go, yeah, if I had my preferences, I would do what? To use or to have someone do to you? No, to use. To use. I think mine was accurate that collaborating would be rather high for me. Mm -hmm. And I rather mean, high, like, like more than the others. Mm-hmm. I think I understand why compromising is the highest for me. And it's because I want everyone to be happy. So I want everyone to get what they want. So I want, okay. I don't know. So now all of us got collaborating as our highest yeah. or we're saying it's our highest. So here's the, here's the actual question. Okay. So when that doesn't work out, where do you go? What's your secondary tendency? Oh, so that's a really interesting thing that people sometimes don't think about. They'll think, oh no. I'm competitive. I'm going to get my way. If it doesn't work out, what do you do next? When that style obviously won't work. So we're all talking about collaborating. Oh, that's nice. Mm -hmm. Where do you go next? Do you make a deal and compromise? Do you say, you know what, if we can't work together, then I'm just going for me. I'm going to compete. Or do I say, you know what, I'll just give in. I'm done. Or I'll avoid. I'm really done. It's so hard to answer that. It, everything <laughs> you said, I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> It really just depends. It depends mm -hmm. a person I'm dealing with, the sub, the context, the subject. Mm -hmm. So you're just asking gut, like first, next, just thing you go to preferences. It. I'd go compromise because if we can't, everyone, if everyone can't get what they want, then let's both try to get a little bit of what we want. Okay. And weirdly, I'm wrestling in my mind with avoiding and competing, which is oh, I don't think that's weird. Opposite. Like, a, like my gut is either like, no, this is right. I'm standing by it. Or it's like, I'm not even going there with you. I'm but, out. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I think people I'm, do that. I mean, I feel like a hot and cold evenly on those two next. Because sometimes I'll have students and they'll say, well, I'm very accommodating. Unless that doesn't work out, then I'm going to be in it for me. I try to play nice. Or the opposite. I was advocating for myself. I realize I'm not going to get what I want. You can have it. 
But what they do is they move very distantly from the primary style, which is really interesting. Now for me, this time it showed collaboration, but last time it showed competing. So I'm up high on the assertiveness either way. And I'll go between those three, but I won't go to the other two. So I won't do avoidance. That's not my secondary. I won't do accommodation, but I might strike a deal with you and compromise, or I might just say, you know what? You got to hear me out. Do you think there's, I always just want to know why, like, why, why am I ticking like this? And you're ticking like that. What we do. What do you think? Is it just combination of like culture, how you're raised, like whatever, like why we lean harder to that assertiveness scale versus unassertiveness scale? I think it's all those things. I think it's genetics and I think it's socialization and reward probably. So we could talk about families of origin and say, were you rewarded for standing up for yourself or rewarded for accommodating? Oh, Ooh. No, because you get scolded by your parents and you get congratulated over things. So like, good for you. You stood up for yourself. Oh, bad for you. You need to be accommodating. Interesting. What do you think, Merida? Oh, shit. (laughs) I mean, you said said your mother's nearby. Should we just grab your mother and have her come in and explain it to us? I (laughs) know. We should. She's visiting. (laughs) No warning. I know, no, no, it wouldn't go over very well. And now um, we're going to bring your mother. I know. <laughs> Not really. Uh, no. Whoa, I'm looking at my scores in a whole new light with that. Mm. I think you get rewarded. The, the, but the, that, the reward, not just the how you're raised, but the, or even how I feel, just how I feel I'm being rewarded. Like, <laughs> oh, my life's over. It's what gets rewarded or what gets supported. So one of the discussions I had with one of my classes recently was, do you think people are more avoidant after the pandemic? Ooh, because they were rewarded for not going out. They were rewarded for wearing masks. They were rewarded for being more distant from people, not being within six feet of each other. And so the question is, did that support more people engaging in that avoidant behavior? Whoa. I I kind of think so. I notice how people yeah. will be towards my kids. I'm all messed I think up right back now. in the day they would reach out and touch a baby's hand and now like people are so kind of afraid. I don't know if that is connected. Mm-hmm. I do notice um cuz babies yeah, I'm all right with that no, though. I don't have like no touch my baby's face. Oh, my kids always <laughs> want to like go up and like say hello to people and they're very social, yeah. but I notice people not knowing what to do when yeah. this baby offers them their hand and they're like, can I touch you? Can I not touch you? Like, oh, you mean when the baby it offers it? Oh yeah. I like, was like, I was, like the know. whole teaching people not touch babies thing. <laughs> oh yeah. No, she's avoid, not. Avoid, <laughs> avoid. Don't touch my child in the face. <laughs> no, but you remember when, when we first kind of went back in person, how it felt different. It was like, oh, we're talking to each other face to face now. Oh, we don't have a mask on. Oh, we're, we're clearly closer to people. There was a little bit of an adjustment there, I think. Yeah. Yeah. What gets rewarded and or supported does affect how we feel engaging in these styles. The first place I go, family, right? Like family conflict. Sorry, family. Or or like, (laughs) or like intimate partner conflict Mm -hmm. and those reflections on those experiences. Mm -hmm. And I think that thinking about what you just said where the support, not just the reward, but going to the support mm-hmm. part, what, 
what is supported and how you act yeah. in those. And it almost teaches you, okay, with this person, I, I stress this area with this person. I stress that area. Yeah. It's like, I think it's okay. in the sense that we're learning it's like, none of these are right or wrong right. conflict styles, but it also makes me a little nervous. I, I, when I think about it, am I bending too hard to this person just to survive the relationship? And how mm. can you be true to yourself still? When you talk about relationships we choose versus those that you don't yeah. get to, what about at work? This seems okay. really need to know how to use these tools when you have to show up every day and work with people and you have to collaborate on some scale. I love to talk about family and like relationships. That's where I tend to go first. But yeah, this in the work setting, honestly, like I use a whole yeah. different set of tools. Yeah, but that demonstrates flexibility. And we talked about that being a good thing that you'd want right. to be able to do all five styles when the time comes where it needs to play out. Being a flight attendant, do you think you have more well, I guess your scores are low and accommodating. What are you doing as a flight attendant? <laughs> <laughs> so that's the thing. You must listen. It's an FAA regulation. You have to do what I say. Mm, yeah. That context would support accommodating being a positive thing, right? Yeah, definitely among coworkers, especially because we're always in a setting where there is no real hierarchy. We don't have a supervisor mm -hmm. on board. We're all equals. Um, yeah. So trying to figure out like, oh, are you wanting to work really hard, really fast? Or do you want to kind of sit back and do the bare minimum? Just right. working together that I feel like I am very accommodating at work. Mm -hmm. You know that I used to play, play competitive tennis. And I was thinking sometimes I felt like when I was in that situation, being already competitive, it just made me even more competitive because I'm in a competitive setting in a competitive style preference. So that's where you can see it get almost out of control. We're like, wow, you'll do anything to win. If you're in a situation or a context where that thing that you already do a lot of is supported, in fact, rewarded, you have to watch getting out of control. Because I remember a few times going, wait, don't get that mad. The ball was out. Or you don't think they called the, the right line call. But that doesn't entitle you maybe to go crazy, right, at that moment and make a big deal about it. I mean, you could, but would that be smart? Probably not. Okay, but true or false, have you ever smashed your racket? <laughs> no. <laughs> I have not smashed my racket. Okay, all right. But that's a good question. I know people who have. <laughs> I think it's just saying what you're thinking maybe isn't always a good idea. But that kind of makes you think about what kind of settings you're in. Some of you might profile that you're accommodating and you're in a service profession. Mm. So you think, how much does that reinforce or support this style preference that I might have or tendency? I like this set of tools. I know. I now too. I want to know about other people. Oh, man. You yeah. like what deal, set of tools? But understanding what your styles are? Understanding the style, but then I guess just understanding the style itself. And then mm -hmm. I want to I use them a little bit more. Can... So it's like, like challenge your flexibility as a communicator and say, okay, I'm doing all five today. Yeah, I definitely, when we talk about <laughs> that's like a competition, that's what that sounds how like. we use it with <laughs> it other people. It doesn't sound like it. See, I told you that competitive shows up. <laughs> in the notes, there's like questions to ask yourself in each of these styles. Yeah. Only because I'm um, in collaborating where I'm on the high, I, I noticed it was like, do you discuss issues that don't deserve it? 
it was like, oh my gosh, that's like the ruminating in me. Like, do I, like, can't let it go. Like that yeah. thing. Right. So, or, but all three of us could be guilty of that. Nope. If you scored high in collaboration. Oh, okay. Yeah. Or, or for you, for competition, um, are people really quick to agree with you? Are they not mm-hmm. willing to disclose, self-disclose things? I mean, or, that could yeah. happen to someone highly competitive. I tend Is to that... track that a bit because I'm into communication. So I tend to watch how it goes, which I think would be advice we could give to people and say, when you're executing a style, watch how it lands on the other person and think about, is this going well or is this resulting in less communication? Hey, oh, that's a good. Right. So if I know I'm being competitive and advocating for self and I see the person completely shut down, that's feedback that I would want to use going forward and decide, do you want to stay in that style? Or maybe, maybe it's time to dial that back and go to compromising. But so you have to be able to be present in the relationship during I, this conflict yeah. to be able to see what's on the other side of the net. You know what I mean? Oh, nice, oh, nice. Oh, I see what you did right there. That was really cheesy, but I I, I liked it. <laughs> right. The next episode we're going to do is going to be more of style work, but now we're going to talk about how we're working with other people when they don't share the same style as us, or if they do share the same style. So make sure you tune into our next episode and check out our second episode on conflict styles and how we can work with other people. Once again, thank you for joining us today. Please remember to rate, share, and subscribe to our podcast. And thank you for listening to Asking for a Friend. Let us know what you thought of the episode. Our email is hello at afafpodcast.com. This show is for educational purposes only and is copyrighted. Written permission must be granted before syndication or rebroadcasting. Thanks for listening to Asking for a Friend with Talk Talk.